Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Michael Reed on LMFM. Well, almost uh, two weeks ago, 189 uh, seasonal workers arrived in uh, the country to pick strawberries uh, for killings. Uh, there was a, an awful lot of concern about this and we heard uh, part of a conversation that United Trade Union official Brendan Ogle had with a, a former employee of Keeling's Milko and uh, somebody called Georgie who offers translation services for the United Trade Union. We heard uh, about uh, the terms and conditions of employment and uh, how both men felt about working for Keeling's and indeed uh, some of what uh, the United Trade Union had to say in relation to uh, the contracts that were being offered to, to these people. Brendan Ogle, Senior Officer with United is on the line with us now and a very good morning as always to you Brendan and uh, thanks for joining us here on uh, the programme this morning. We also heard in uh, that video that you published that uh, there's plans to bring another plane load of workers here from Bulgaria. Does that remain the case? Uh, Good morning Michael. I hope you're all well in there. Um, Very well, yeah. Well Michael, uh, as far as we're aware, as you've you've quite uh, clearly set out there um we we sat down yesterday we were contacted initially by the workers some of the workers the bulgarian migrant workers in keelings in 2018 <clears throat> and through the the larkin unemployed center and also through some of our friends in uh, in flack the, the free legal and advice center uh, because at that point some of the workers who had been brought from bulgaria were for a 12-week contract were <clears throat> let go um, after eight weeks, had no way of returning home, and there was a housing difficulty. That matter was raised in the doll and all that at the time. Mm, mm. So obviously, you know, we've been we've been watching uh, what's going on and staying in touch with some of those arrangements, some of those workers. And when the plane that you refer to um, on the 13th came in on the 13th of April, you know, there were public concerns raised in a, in a public health forum. Um, so. <clears throat> Basically, what we wanted to do is sit down with, with, with Milko, who's a former Keelings employee, mm. not work, doesn't work there now, and, and, and Georgie, who hasn't worked there, but liaises with the, the Bulgarian community for translation purposes, and basically set out the journey that a worker, uh, usually in a rural uh, area of Bulgaria, takes from recruitment through to travel, through to arriving mm. in Ireland, through to the accommodation arrangements, <clears throat> and then into the work situation. Um, and ask basically put the information out there and I suppose also ask the questions um, does that mm. meet um, an acceptable standard um, uh, and a legal standard and an acceptable standard might be different things but does it meet an acceptable standard in normal times mm. and does it meet a public health standard in the times of the pandemic mm. 
So and there were an awful lot of questions. Large reaction, um, mm. and there's been mixed views on it. To be honest, mm. um, most people are most people. A lot of people are taken aback that these sort of uh, working arrangements and travel arrangements and recruitment arrangements um, operate in Ireland mm. in this day and age. Some people, some people just have no problem with it. So we're, we're really putting the information out. And as mm. part of that interview, directly to answer your question, um, Georgie did did allude, and it doesn't come as any surprise. Mm-hmm to the fact that, it, that there is expected to be more, more um, uh, workers coming in. And, you know, of course... <clears throat> and, the, uh, and the arrangements are in place. Uh, I mean, we heard uh, about the employment agency in Bulgaria and how they're recruiting people there. And Georgie was saying uh, that they were recruited a couple of weeks and there's nothing to stop them from coming. Keeling say they need the workers. Uh, the ports and airports are open. Uh, we know day trippers can travel from Northern Ireland into the Republic in hang out on the beaches or whatever they fancy doing. Uh, so there is nothing to stop a plane load of Bulgarians coming to pick fruit, is there? Well, for, for the first thing to say um, about, the, about that is we, as a United as a trade union, as an equality-based organisation, have absolutely no problem with mm. migrant labour. Absolutely not. No. Um, we come from a country that has sent millions of migrant workers, and I've been one myself, Michael. I think mm. you may have been one. one oh, of course I was, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and I have no, I have no problem been, with we've it. All, yeah. We've mm. all been that soldier, as to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's absolutely no issue, mm. and we have, we have absolutely no interest mm. in whether these workers are, are, are from Bulgaria or Ireland or, or what mm. or where they're from mm-hmm. or, or, or any No, but there are the public health concerns, obviously, and uh, people are issue, saying, yeah, I can't put my foot outside the of the door, so I can't stop And also then about the issues are about the public health concerns. Now, on the workers' terms and conditions, it's unlawful in, a, in this jurisdiction for an employer, well, for an agency to take money of a potential employee to get them a job. Between 500 and 700, we heard. In Bulga- yeah, the agent, as, as the video makes clear, the agent, the agent in Bulgaria mm. uh, takes between 500 and 750 euro. In a country where... The people who came on that flight a couple of weeks ago, some of them paid 750 euro. Where average earnings are 400 a month. That, that's right. Um, that's right. And, and in some cases less, in some cases more. But the, that is about the average. In Bulgaria, um, the average is 400 a month. So it's about five weeks pay in, on average in Bulgaria. And as I say, it, it's unlawful in this jurisdiction, in mm-hmm. this jurisdiction, for, for any agency to take money of a potential worker mm-hmm. to get them a job. Mm-hmm. Now, now, you know, to what extent... Um, we're, we're just trying to find out information here. To what extent is that practice acceptable and, and, and lawful here? For example, in terms of the agent, we'd like to know, and we're trying to find out, and we've got people looking into it. Um, does Keelings pay the agent a fee, which mm. would be the normal arrangement for an employer here mm. who, who engages a recruitment agency? Does Keelings pay the agent a fee, or is it just the workers who pay it? Mm. Does Keelings have other agents in Bulgaria, or is it just, got a sing- is it just a single agent? Mm. Has this single agent or has this agent got other clients other than Keelings? Mm. In other words, to what extent does this agent operate as a single autonomous business agent in the first place? And are the practices um, in relation to recruitment um, mm. transferable and acceptable because it wouldn't be allowed for an Irish agency to behave that way? So that's an issue. Well, there's no doubt your video raised many, many questions uh, about uh, terms and conditions of employment. Uh, we did ask Keelings uh, to mm. discuss this with you. They're not available to us today. Yeah, I, yeah, and, and look at Keelings, and I've never spoken to Keelings, Michael. I'd love to speak to them. I'd, mm. We'd love to go out there and have a look. Um, we'd love to have an, we'd love to go out there and meet them and have an inspection. Mm. And we don't know, we don't understand, to be honest with you, if there's nothing to hide and if everything is fine mm-hmm. and above board. 
and and all the and all the practices and all the safety provisions are in place. We don't understand why why that wouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a document in front of me actually, um, which we didn't discuss on the video okay. for the simple reason that I didn't have it then. Right. Um, but the document is dated on the 9th of April, um, and the heading of the document is family groups slash hostel groups. Okay. So in terms of the accommodation. And I'm talking now from a public health perspective, mm-hmm. Michael. In terms of the accommodation, what Keelings do is, is they allocate the people who are going to find accommodation for, and in the case of people flying in from mm. Bulgaria, it's, it's practically them all. Mm. Um, they, they group them into what they call family groups. Now, the word, use of the word family is just the use of language. They're not families in any other sense. Mm. A family group can be up to 49 people. Okay. And Keeling's interpretation of the public, of the public health um, provisions that are currently applying, as set out here in their own document, um, states that that family unit um, of up to 49 people will stay together and will move around together and that there will be distancing between the family unit and other family units. But within that family unit of 49, so-called family unit of 49, the only real distancing that's there is the two metres. Right. Um, so this, this, this quarantine idea, and, and we've, we've seen the mm-hmm. Minister for Health, Simon... Um, Harris. Has, sorry, I apologise mm-hmm. uh, to you no and the Minister, yeah, Simon yeah, Harris, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen the Minister for Health, Simon Harris, say that, that the expectation, and planes do come in and out, Michael, mm-hmm. as you say, yeah. but the expectation is that people arriving uh, in Ireland from abroad are to be treated and to be and to act as if they have COVID-19. In other words, they are to go into isolation and quarantine for mm. two weeks. So when Keelans says it's compliant with all of the government guidelines, which it has said very clearly in statements. It has said that. When it says that it's compliant, it believes that compliance means that a group of 50 people isolate as such, as a group. Well, a group not larger than 49, it says, yeah. Right. Not li- uh, family units must not congregate in groups larger than 49. Well, that, that would seem to me to be very different to what the rest of us understand to be the government guidelines. Very much so, because, for, for example, uh, I know a young man um, who is a, a nurse in the hospital up there in Drogheda beside you. Um, and the young man um, contracted COVID um, through his work. Hmm. Um, and he doesn't live in a family unit of 49. He lives in a family unit of four. Um, his mum, his dad, and his brother. So for two weeks, um, he had to go home, and many people have had this experience over the last few weeks, into a bedroom on his own, not come out of the room, and meals were left at the door, meals were picked up from the door, and we highlight these things in the mm. video. Um, used his own towels, mm. his clothes had to be washed separately. He was, he was isolated. Mm. Now, in his case, I'm absolutely delighted to know and to have been told in the last few days, I know the young man, mm. he's back at work, he's oh, back good. working in Drogheda. Yep. Hopefully he's built up some immunity. Mm. He didn't pass on the virus to any of his, mm-hmm. his family group. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it works. Mm. And, 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 in, and in most cases, hopefully it's, it's, it's been successful. Mm. But the document that I have and that I'm, I'm looking at now, yep. Um, and as I say, it's not a document we wrote. It's a, it's a Keeling. It's document. not how you would interpret the public health guidelines. It, it, it's certainly, it's cer- it certainly isn't. It, yeah. and it's, it's issued in English and Bulgarian. Mm. It's a single page document. It's issued in English and Bulgarian. It's to the workers themselves. Right. Um, and it's outlining to them 
what they are to do. There's okay. nothing in this about quarantine. There's nothing in this about them being in rooms of their own. The only thing it does say is if they are experiencing any unusual coughs, it says this at the end, if you're experiencing yeah. any mm-hmm. unusual coughs, fever yeah. and breathing difficulties, you should immediately self-isolate and contact your line manager, supervisor or support person. But the minister believes that that's what should be happening when they arrive at the airport. Mm. So there's an issue here, Michael. And the chief medical officer has serious concerns. I have to say... Sorry, uh, I'm not trying to finger the minister on that. Oh, no, no. Well, well, I think it's probably worth talking about the minister and indeed the department because they had uh, very interesting points of view or lack of interest in all of this. The department certainly had a lack of interest in it uh, when uh, the workers arrived. I know that we made contact with uh, the department and they said... Uh, take a look at the statement from Keelings, which said we are fully compliant. Uh, we have nothing to add to that. Uh, and it wasn't until the chief medical officer was asked about it that the minister and the Taoiseach made comment and said that this shouldn't be happening. But to all intents and purposes, nothing has changed, has it? Or has it? I mean, as I understand it, the ports are open. Keelings need the workers. Uh, and uh, Georgie, uh, your uh, Bulgarian translator, has told you that contracts are in place and more people are on their way. Yeah, that's, that, he certainly has told us that, and, and, and we've no reason to suspect that that's not the case. Um, we, yeah, look, at, we, we, we are concerned, Michael, mm. um, and, and we're, not trying, we're, not, we're trying to do the opposite of inhibit labour mm. and inhibit the movement oh, of Oh, absolutely, and as I say, we, we, we gave Keelings the opportunity to discuss this with you and to answer some of the questions you have. You've also got questions about people coming here on 12-week contracts and mm. only working for eight weeks, being told there's no more work, uh, that they can fly to Scotland uh, at their own cost to get more work uh, and then more people arrive to do the work that they were initially employed, employed to do. That's, that's correct. We, 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 had that, we have that evidence. We've, we've come, come across, Meagle gave his own evidence of that, but we've spoken mm. to a number of workers who arrived on what they believed was 12-week contracts. Mm. And these things are important to these workers because <clears throat> most of these workers have paid €500, euro, now mm. up to €750 euro, to get here. Yeah. So because the minimum, minimum wage, wage, well, that, that, that's that's the point, isn't it? The minimum wage so, is huge money by Bulgarian standards. They're, pay, they're paying mm. they're paying ninety five euro a week out of their wages for their accommodation. Mm. Um, so they're getting between two. They're coming out after accommodation with between two and three hundred euro. Mm. So. Um, and, that, and, and that's because, let's say, the uh, wage is around a tenner an hour. You might work 30 hours a week. But Milko said that on occasion they were working 45 hours a week, uh, but we're getting this €300 Euro and 100 taken out for the cost of the accommodation. Yeah, he did say that. And we only have a number of pay slips. Obviously, we don't have access to all of the pay slips. The contracts make it clear that it's a minimum wage employ- employment. The contracts make that clear in, in, all, the, in all the farm mm. workers' cases. There's farm workers and there's the plant, mm. there's the packing plant. So we're talking about farm workers here, people out picking mm. the fruit and the vegetables. So the, the contract makes it clear um, that we're talking about minimum wage employees here. We're talking about people who have to shell out a significant amount of money over a month's wages in their own country to come in the first place, who then have about a third or a quarter, depending on how many hours they get of their wages mm-hmm. taking a, taken out in, in accommodation costs. And in many cases we've come across are then sent home or told there's no work after eight weeks, not 12 weeks. And in the case we dealt with in 2018, which was raised in the doll at the time, mm-hmm. we had a situation where these people had no where to stay for four weeks and it became an issue that the, that the, that the Irish state had to come in and, and provide some assistance with. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> there, are all sorts, there are all sorts of issues here. Yeah. Um, 
And and really, what, and I appreciate well, your assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, what we're trying to do is get the information out mm. there, ask ask the questions. Mm. Uh, if Keelings want to answer them, fantastic. Yep. Um, and and you know, try to get any information we have into the into the public domain and into the right hands, so that we can have a conversation, Michael, which is where we want the conversation mm-hmm. to be, and where we and you ha- having it now. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. We can have a conversation about the right issues, okay. because there are people who will pitch this conversation in completely the wrong way and try to stir up hate speech and that sort of stuff. And you might want to be as far away from that as possible. Oh, uh, workers' uh, rights, human rights, accommodation, yeah. and public health. Absolutely. And on the other side of that, uh, Keeling say uh, there is this need to ensure the continuity of the essential supply of strawberries. Uh, we leave it on that note and we leave the door open to Keelings if uh, they want to, to respond to any of uh, the points or if they want to come back and uh, discuss some of uh, the points as you've been raising with us uh, on the, the programme at uh, another time. But thank you indeed for joining us here on the programme this morning. Brendan Ogle, Senior Officer with the Unite Trade Union. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.